turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Hold on just one second. I'm putting a new app in my phone that I'm going to need here over the next few weeks. And uh, if you don't have this, I'll have uh, I'll ask Elizabeth to post this so you can get it for your for your cell phone. Uh, it is called Lobby Up, and that will let you set some parameters and things of that nature, and uh, will let you know whenever a new bill is uh you know dropped so that you can keep up to date with what's going on in the session with me it's very cool from have here you, have you seen it yeah no we're here in arkansas very yeah. cool yeah yeah what's it called it's called lobby up oh yeah absolutely yeah i have heard of lobby and up. It, it, they didn't have it for androids and ah. this year they do now new and, year oh, i'm just telling you it's it makes life a whole lot easier I got just an app. I just touched the app. I put in my password. I put in a couple other things, and boom. For instance, I got ARSB4 to create the Arkansas Legislative Task Force on Veterans Affairs, uh, ARSB5 to designate the Bowie knife as the official state knife. Why not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> ARSB6 to designate the shotgun as the official state firearm. There you go. So we got the knives and the, and the guns Thus covered far, as far yeah. as... ARHB 1002 to require certain out-of-state sellers to collect and remit Arkansas sales and use tax. Hmm. Have to read that. Uh, ARH, okay, House Joint Resolution 1001, an amendment to the Arkansas Constitution requiring the General Assembly to establish by law, I'm going to bring it up, by law a revised election process. You could uh, lose yourself in this app for I, a while, couldn't you? My wife is going to hate it. I yeah. know, already. <laughs> She's she leave saying, you, the phone at the door. I wish you would download Naked Women, Ellswick, at least. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just looking at This is pretty interesting. Ah, here is ARHJR 1002. This is one we knew was going to be coming, uh, JR. An amendment to the Arkansas Constitution. To abolish the fiscal session of the General Assembly and to provide that the General Assembly meet every two years. And then right underneath of it, if I want to read the the, the, the wording, I hit view document, brings it right up on my phone. This is 
Just telling you, your life awesome. just got so much easier. It did get easier. This is almost as good as you know having the Drudge Report and some other things. So and and then I can get on the internet and do my uh, show prep because it used to be you'd walk in my office and there would be piles upon piles of newspapers and magazines, and I had to leaf through all that, read the articles, cut them out, put them on a blank piece of paper, make notes to myself next. To, I don't do no that longer. anymore, man. No longer. I don't do that anymore. 2019. A lot of things. You know, this year, and we'll, we're going to have a celebration in uh, August of this year, I will have been in radio and television for 50 years. Wow. and amazing? That's incredible. I mean, I look back on that, and I shake my head, because I'm going to tell you right now, in my head, I don't feel the age that I am. That's at, good. At all. That's not all even, it's about. Not even close. I feel uh, 70 years older than I am right now, so <laughs> it's, uh, I can tell you. All the stuff that you've been going through, right? It's something else. Well, J.R. Davis is the uh, spokesman for the governor. He comes in each Thursday. This is going to be interesting here on the Dave Ellswick Show from now on because every Wednesday at 3.30 – Congressman French Hill will join us from Washington, D.C., or from wherever he's at. Uh, next uh, Wednesday, uh, and this won't be an every week, probably biweekly, uh, Senator Bozeman will be on with us from 3 to 3.30. So for a half hour, one day a week, we can keep you up to date on everything that's happening in, in D.C. Now, as far as you got the session getting ready to start, we will begin broadcasting from the Capitol on the 16th, and we'll be there from 2 to 6, Monday through Thursday. I had thought about doing Friday. We'll probably pick up Friday as we get towards, like, the last month of the session yeah. because that's when they'll work on Fridays. For the most part, and yeah. I understand this, those guys, uh, the representatives and senators, want to go home, spend some time with their family and their business, and, uh, you know, they leave yep. on Thursday night. A lot of times they're not even there on Friday. So uh, no use in me being over there. And when you listen to me, it sounds like there's this huge echo because it's Don't empty. You just, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> those acoustics in the Capitol. Oh, it's terrible when I go on at 5 o'clock because a lot of times business is done for the day. And it would be myself and probably one other person or whatever, and we're talking about it. But you hear them cleaning up behind, and they got those – Carts they push around oh, and the, and the and the the wheels are rattling. Yeah. Yep. Oh my lord! Sounds like a train's coming at you. Yeah. It gets it gets uh, it gets uh, loud. And know that we will broadcast live on Facebook from the Capitol, uh, so you'll be able to watch uh, as you'll be able to watch this, the 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 House and the Senate. That's right. Uh, in conference and and things of that nature, we'll be able to. They'll be bringing all that to you. I'll be able, you'll be able to watch the show. You'll see the guests that we have on. I'm excited. I mean, things have really changed just in the last three years, as yeah. far as this is concerned. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting session. It's going to be a lot to talk about. So you will never. Have, I do have a question. When is your first interview of the new year with Congressman Hill? Uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So, uh, over under shutdown will be through. Yeah, who or knows? Not before he. <laughs> I have no idea what it's going to be. What we're going to talk about? I'm telling you I'm what. I'll tell you today. My worst nightmare uh, happened today as I yep. watched Nancy Pelosi take back the gavel. You people that voted for a Democrat this year here in Arkansas, you didn't do any damage. All right, 
But I'm just telling you, in some of those other states, like in California, you have done damage that you don't even realize that you've done yet. You're going to wish you did not vote and or didn't you stayed home yeah. and you didn't vote, and now that woman's going to wield the gavel for two years? Because I think it only will last two years. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that was... Um, you, you had a lot of Democrats running part of their platform being that we're not going to support make, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy the Speaker Pelosi. of the House, time for new leadership, younger yuck, leadership, yuck, that yuck, sort of yuck. thing. But I will tell you this. I think that the Democrats, and I think they're already seeing this, uh, what uh, former Speaker Ryan and and uh, Republicans have found over the last few years, and that is they have, too, a fractured Mm -hmm. Uh, base and and party in the House, and you're going to see a lot of those, especially as you get closer to 2020, you're going to see a lot of those left-leaning, not left-leaning, the far, far left, they're going to get up there and and really start uh, challenging uh, Speaker Pelosi and the agenda of the Democrats. It's going to be fun to watch. She's already talking about not the New Deal, the Green Deal. Yeah. Folks, we've got to fight like we've never fought before about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and she is uh it, it is tough to watch substantive interviews with her. Uh, no, there's she no doesn't such know. A, there's that's true. Nothing. You can't call there her is that. No there, substantive she doesn't know what she's talking her. about on half the stuff. That's but, exactly right. You know, I think with um uh Senator uh Warren jumping in the 2020 race, uh, I think you're going to start seeing uh a lot of the get crazy. socialist and and super left uh candidates pop into the democratic primary and i'm and i'm telling you that is going to be the worst nightmare for democrats even hoping to get the white house back because if they're stumbling over each other trying to get to the left and then coming back to the general it's it's going to be it's going to be ugly did you see como said that he does not want to run for president now here's what he didn't say but i wouldn't mind vice president okay sure all right i'm not running for president but i'm going to tell you if you want somebody who would be the perfect Democrat to run for president and be our nominee in 2020, there is none better than Joe Biden. Yep. He threw that out there yesterday. And with that being out there, I loved what he also went on to say. And he says, because Joe Biden has the one substantive issue at his back as a Democrat, credibility. I la- I had tears running down my face when I read that yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're you're seeing some Democrats out there. They recognize what I just talked about in that they are going to have a lot of candidates that are not going to appeal uh, to the general election masses, uh, and they know that they have to get someone who they feel is sort of you know, in in the center there. And so obviously you're going to hear Here's a lot Here's what I know they Joe don't Biden. want. They don't want an old white man. I'm just I'm telling sure. you. Well, I mean, you know, the two the two viable candidates I've, I've heard that, that could win in a general, right, mm-hmm. is a Joe Biden or you're hearing a lot of talk about Terry McAuliffe. And I, yeah, yeah but I'm sitting, telling you. He's sitting in the wings. You know, he's he's throwing peanuts from over that sure, side right but, now. But what, I mean, what do those two guys have in common? And so that's, I mean... I think it's going to get uh, – it's going to be a brutal Democratic primary, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But if they have – if they put a middle-aged – well, even Beto. I mean, seriously, yeah. even though he wants to say that somehow he's a Hispanic, but I'm just saying if if people 
see him as being a white guy, you know, they're not going to want him either. If you want to turn off every young Democrat follower, but and a middle-aged white guy as your candidate. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know. They might be able to put it to the side. I don't know. I've I mean, seen a lot got, of weird things happen. It's it's going to be like I said. It's going to be a very interesting, entertaining Democratic primary because you're going to have the Terry McAuliffe's, more than likely Joe Biden, uh, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and then you got Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. So on and so Keep forth. Going. Beto O'Rourke. I mean, it's going to be a very strange collection of candidates. Yes, they Sanders. are all going do to not do everything they can. Bernie. Bernie's That's going what to I run, said. Yeah, man. Bernie Sanders. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how all that shakes out. And Biden is 76 years old. And people forget, too, this isn't just a guy who was vice president and then moved on. He has, I read a very interesting piece the other day about his, his network of foundations and things like that, that that he has to wind down and, and all that sort of stuff in order to run. So I don't think it's a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. Think so. I think he Why has to would really you take account. It? I mean, seriously, unless you're just controlled by your own ego completely, why would you want that? Well, I think that you're going to see – I think what you're seeing right now from a lot of Democrats, they believe if they can just get through the primary, they can beat Trump. I think it's that sort of – I think it's going to be much more difficult to do that than it what they a, think. But There was another Democrat woman who thought the exact same thing four years ago. Right. Hey, shit. I mean, look, I may be behind the times here on the dunk. news last few weeks, but she hadn't ruled out a run either. Yeah, that's that's true. She has not. That so, would be – oh, no. I, w- I got to tell you, I would love to see some of that because – you want to see all the fractures come out oh, man. in the Democrat Party? Let her run, too. Her and Biden, because that's no more than oh, you know Obama running again. And I don't count out, look, I'm not counting out Ob- uh, Obama's wife not running. No, I do think there's going to be a, uh, you know, sort of the October surprise, if you will, of the primary. Someone's going to get in there that you know, maybe most didn't expect or maybe were hoping but didn't. But it, there's going to be a candidate that, that comes about. I that. think she may be the one. Did you see that book, those book signings yeah. she did, how many people showed oh, up? Oh, I think she's. I think she would be the biggest threat in I, that race. I said this last year when he left. Now, you know, she hasn't done one thing that I said that I thought she'd do. I thought she'd run the senate in illinois i thought she would follow the exact same path as her husband did and she's not done that. but in some ways though think about this and i actually think from a strategy standpoint you know why mix yourself up in in that's true in the senate or just in congress in general do what you're doing you're a former first lady you're very popular she's got the books uh she did the whole uh election you know get out the vote thing which Mm -hmm. was supposedly you know nonpartisan just get yeah, out right supposedly but, yeah exactly but i think that that's her i think that's a strategy she's not mixing up in all this right now and so she's not getting beat up by the white house she's not getting beat up by and she doesn't uh, have a challengers. track record and she that doesn't people have a track can record. go with so i mean it'll be very very interesting i think that you know you still hear the names like you know oprah and, and people that may throw their hat into the ring i think there's going to be somebody and i think it could be michelle obama it just depends on how many democrats understand that the uh, cornucopia of candidates that they have in the 2020 primary, none of them are going to be uh, palatable uh, among the general election masses. Even those who don't like Trump, you're going to have sort of that same appeal with the Bernie Sanders versus Hillary Clinton supporters that say, yeah, I'm just not going to 
vote. I don't, you know, there's that, there's something there that they've got to have someone who appeals to the masses. And right now, I just don't think that other than a Joe Biden, possibly. And again, you have to, I mean, everything that happened in 2016 with the primary and, and the, the leaked emails and basically saying that the DNC was in the can for Hillary mm-hmm. and we're doing everything they could to get her elected. That's not going to happen this time around for obvious reasons because everyone's going to be watching. So to say that a Joe Biden can even get out of a primary, I think is is much easier said than done. I think it's going to be very, very, very difficult for someone who can appeal to the masses to come out of the Democratic primary. So let's just think about the Republican primary before Trump came out and how many people when he decided that he was going to run just poo-pooed it. And they said, man, let's be honest here. Jeb Bush is the guy to, sure. to beat. He didn't do squat. Sure. Well, I mean, look at it he this way, squashed. too. He got squashed. It's about, there's this idea that you think of all these, uh, you know, in, doesn't matter how many uh, articles uh, you push or exposés and, and books and all that sort of stuff. When a candidate gets up on stage and delivers a speech or is in a debate, you can tell a whole lot more about him. Oh, I remember yeah. there's a lot of folks that were all on board with Jeb Bush. It was disappointing. Obviously, Trump with the low energy and that sort of thing. They branded him that way. Yeah. Martin O'Malley. I mean, I remember reading stuff about this guy is, you know, basically the second coming of Clinton. He's young. He's uh, former, uh, uh, was he governor of Maryland? Former governor of Maryland. Um, I mean, played the guitar, all this sort of stuff. And then you hear him up there on the debate stage and you're just like, wow, this guy is horrible. I mean, so it's one of those things where until you start really getting to know these candidates, there's going to be a lot of Walker. There's another perfect example. Oh yeah. Everything seemed to be going his way until he got into the debate and he just looked lost. Chris Christie. I mean, Chris oh Christie's a good Lord, personality, man. great, yeah, uh, a great debater. But I mean, you talk about a guy whose star was at its peak when the uh, when he, race for president got underway, and then he just nah, floundered. But nah, I'm saying, was, you think he about was it. already in trouble when he, he hugged was. Obama? Sure, he just about but, destroyed his political. But that's one career. of those. But that's one of those things that a lot. Maybe some people notice. No one's talking about you. Would think this guy's going to be, you know, oh, top yeah. three all the time. Then yeah. you just fails immediately i think that's there's a lot of these people can talk and talk and talk but until you get to that first primary right until you get to um uh iowa i mean the iowa caucus i think that tells a lot and then you go on to new hampshire and there's going to be someone who emerges on the democratic side uh that i again i think whoever it is is just not going to be the candidate that the uh you know more moderate if you will democrats want in a general election because i think it's going to be very very tough to win with i think the that fracturing platform. is going to be outrageous yeah. for the democrats seriously and it's going to get ugly oh yeah and and michelle obama better be ready for that because all all the gloves come off when you're campaigning yep they'll they'll take shots at her without any problems whatsoever all right jr is here when we come back i i've got to uh, ask him another question about as we think about 2020 and that is is there someone who might step up and say, let's not run Trump again. Let me be the nominee. We'll talk about that. Okay. When we come back, it won't be Jeff Flake. You don't have to worry about that. So Dave Ellswick <laughs> show. We'll back after this. All right. We've got about a minute and a half left here before we got news. So let me just ask you, do you believe there's somebody out there on the Republican side that believes that they can challenge 
uh, the president in the primary? Yes. You do? Short answer. You think that's going to happen? I don't know that it's going to happen, but I guarantee you those conversations are already going on. Uh, We talked about this during the break with with Mitt Romney. I think people are looking at pathways forward, and they believe that, you know, we talked about this. You start with Iowa. Got a lot of issues with tariffs and, and ag there. Uh, just look at the governor's race between Kim Reynolds and the Democrat there. She barely squeezed that one out. Uh, New Hampshire's next, South Carolina. It, it just depends if there's a path forward. But there are certainly Republicans um, that have not forgotten 2016 in their minds. And um, so, yeah, I think that that's certainly a, a possibility. Now, will it happen? I don't know. Uh, there's certainly the difference between talking about it and doing it. Um, but sure, yeah, I think there are those out there that think they can do it. Now, Kasich has said that he might, but yeah, I just but think that his, just, his, his, his life killed issues his, killed him. Yeah, he's he's killed his Republican chances. I mean, he really has. He is, uh, I mean, he's essentially a Democrat at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I think that a lot of Republicans, um, you know, those who are uh, absolutely loyal to President Trump and those who aren't wouldn't mess with Kasich. They just don't like the guy. Um, but I think someone like Romney, Probably the same as far as you know, polarizing to some Republicans, but he would have a better shot than Kasich. I just think that he's he's kind of it's kind of that guy who took his ball and went home. That's kind of what John Kasich is. All right, we'll be back in a moment. We got to get your news. Let's do that. J.R. Davis, this governor spokesman, my guest, talking about the session. Ninety second coming up. All right. In the studio is J.R. Davis. He is the governor's spokesman. The session begins uh, about a week from now. To get underway, I believe, the 15th, which would be two weeks from yesterday. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Okay. So what we're uh, looking at, because, uh, yeah, yeah, because 14 days would be, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll be starting on Wednesday or Thursday. Um I got to I got to get things set up so because we want to carry the governor's state of the state address here yeah. on, on the air uh, for everybody to hear and then the next and I think that's also the day the new senators and stuff are going to be all sworn in yeah and then they get sworn in then they all move to the house chamber isn't that the way that works I believe so the governor will be uh, officially sworn in uh, on the fifteenth in the house chamber at uh, what time second term i'm not sure the time right now but we'll, we're we're getting all that state senator state senator elect i got to keep throwing that elect in right uh kim hammer uh was on yesterday and he said i believe that the state senators were all being sworn in at noon okay. in the in the senate chambers yep and that he sounds had, right he hadn't decided yet who he wanted to do the swearing in for for him personally but I'll probably go over to watch him get sworn in. I've I've known Kim since he's a, a you know state representative, and being being there now moves over to the Senate. I told him I told I could tell that he was becoming a state senator because his hair is grayer. <laughs> you got to be old even, to be a senator. Say, it may uh, maybe even grayer before this whole session before he leaves. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, anyway. Uh, By the way, I do want to make one point from the last segment we did. Okay. Uh, Mitt Romney has said he he doesn't plan to run in 2020. So I'm not. He I doesn't. Have, right. I'm, he says I'm, he does, says he's not going to run. See, you got to read just make between sure. the right, lines. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't take it off the table. He said he he said he's not running in 2020. But we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens. All right. So, so I, 
That brings up but one again. other question. Bernie says he's going to run, but he's talking to the people that put the money up behind him the last time, and some people aren't returning his call. Yeah. And that me and you know, but again, it goes back to money's what you the milk said of too. politics, man. Exactly. So it just depends on, you know, I mean, he may go, he may be going back to to sort of that mindset when he ran in 2016, where there wasn't a lot of backing and it sort of snowballed. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be lightning there this time in around. a bottle right. twice. Sure. Right? So we'll okay. see what happens, but. Uh, Romney, he did say something that was interesting, though, that he, he's going to hold off his endorsement to see if there's anyone else who's going to run in 2020. <laughs> so I do, to go back to what you asked, though, I do think someone, oh, man. at the end of the day, will seriously consider a challenge to Trump in the primary. I just don't, you know, obviously I would think it would be someone like a Mitt Romney, but it may be somebody completely different. Uh, we will see, but it's going to be, uh, nonetheless, a very entertaining uh, election season. No, I you agree. mentioned it too that per, I think you saw somewhere maybe that the first debate is in somewhere June, in June I believe. of this year, which is just crazy. I believe that was. That but I guess that correct. makes sense. It's probably, I guess you had a lot uh, of Republicans hop into the race in the summer of uh, 2015. So we shall see. We shall see. And it would give me a lot to talk about. It would, yeah. Because you, anybody who's listened to this show for any length of time knows. That it's this kind of stuff that I live for. <laughs> I really do. I live for the session, the general session when it comes up, and and what people are doing, and are they are, are they following the philosophy of, the, of their party and things of that nature. I really pay attention to that kind of stuff. Are you sticking with the, uh, you know, with your platform of your party and all the rest? Because if you start deviating from that then I probably get a little bit more boisterous yeah. <laughs> over at the Capitol at that point. Yeah. We start calling people in and on the air to talk about and defend things that they might be doing or uh, congratulating people for what they're trying to do. I'm going to have Mark Johnson on today, Senator-elect uh, as well. I'm already going to pat him on the back because he's got a piece of legislation sitting there. I, I would hope that it uh, it gets passed into law we'll tell you what that is in the in uh the uh four o'clock hour but uh stay with us you don't now's the time you don't want to miss the dave ellswick show seriously people are calling me and people are talking to me and what do you think about this what do you i'm you know things i i love i love people want to come on and talk about stuff so let's talk about the session. I got a couple of questions for you because yep. that's going to get underway the 16th. The heavy lifting that has to be done is the budget. That's going to be the first thing probably on on everybody's mind. And on top of that, and I don't believe that's going to be all that difficult. What's going to be difficult is, uh, and, and I'm seeing as a difficulty, the governor, I like the idea that he's ready to give another tax break. Forty-seven million, correct? Yeah. So that's it's a little more complicated than that, but yes, it's going to be a phase in of that three two, years. four, five, nine, five point nine plan. Yeah, three years. They're asking. They're asking for him to do it in three. I think he kind of wanted to do it in four. Yeah, it was one of those ideas. This is the way the governor has always approached this. Um, it has been. Uh, even though he's been criticized for, you know, I remember his first tax cut of $100 million, people were saying, oh, how can we afford this? There's no way we can afford this. Cut um, taxes, more revenue. Yeah, it's you, just you, the way it always it, works. Yeah, so we, you, you cut taxes of $100 million. January 1, 
kicked in the $50 million tax cut for low-income Arkansans. Um, you also had the veterans tax cut um, or military retirees tax cut. And, and so it's there's already been a tremendous amount of taxes cut already. Uh, obviously, this is the next phase. And so the governor's approach was, we can do this, um, but let's do it in a responsible way that we know we can absorb it as we do it. But mm-hmm. at the end of four years, we're going to be you know, the top marginal rate will be down to 5.9%. Uh, and the three brackets would be uh, uh, folded into one bracket, which is much easier for everyone. The standard deductions will be tripled for single and married. So overall, the plan is uh, is a great plan. That's what everyone supports. It was just basically how long do we want to do it? Uh, the governor recognized that obviously the legislative task force said, let's do it in three he met with his DFNA officials and uh, believes that's something we can certainly do is three. So that's sort of the compromise there. But again, the end goal is the same. And, and I think that's going to be of tremendous benefit to all our Kansans once this is uh, finally in place, because we're talking, you know, dropping it down to 5.9%. Um, that's more than half a million uh, taxpaying our Kansans that would get a break. Uh, and by that point, Dave, every single Arkansan who pays taxes will have gotten a tax cut uh, under Governor Hutchinson. So that's that's the goal. And obviously, the, the end goal is to get it as close to 5% as possible. Um, we'll see if that's doable, but certainly dropping it by 1.1% and getting us into a competitive um, situation with surrounding states is key, especially to economic development and, and in migration from other states as far as population goes. I, I'm so happy to hear there are people who still talk about tax cuts I mean, more revenue, because um, I remember when uh, myself and and others uh, tried to get rid of the food tax. And and I wasn't one of the main people behind it. I I was one of those that got on to push it on on radio. Uh, And I did a little little few other things behind. But Carl Kimball and Jacobs and some of the other people who really put in the sweat and tears on that, uh, I'll never forget the at that time, and I, I hate bringing it up, but it was a Republican governor that fought against it and said, if you cut the food tax, uh, how are you going to replace all that money? And the key was, and we kept saying it, you cut the food tax, you'll collect more revenue for the state govern- government. And we were proven right. It's never gone down. Since well, that. You go back to 2015 into 2016 when the governor uh, got his $100 million tax cut, uh, income tax cut passed. Uh, almost every month since, we have seen income tax collections go up. And that's because more and more individuals are, individuals are finding work, number one, and they're getting into the uh, uh, the income tax pool, if you will, and they're, they're paying income taxes. Um, but it's all about the economy. If you cut taxes... Uh, for those who say it doesn't work, I think that Arkansas is a great example that it does work. And so we're, we're seeing that as we cut taxes, we do it in a responsible way. More Arkansans are entering the workforce. More Arkansans are participating in work. Um, Dave, since 2015, more than 65,000 Arkansans have moved out of poverty. That's a tremendous statistic that we don't talk about enough, and we should, but 65,000-plus Arkansans have moved out of poverty since 2015. A new figure today with the work requirement on Arkansas Works, more than 4,500 Arkansas Works participants have found work since June. 
That's incredible. That was the whole goal of the program is to connect people to work, and we're seeing that. So 4,500 individuals since June um, have been connected to work, and, and the way that we we uh, uh, we get that statistic is DHS sends over a list of Arkansas Works participants, and Department of Workforce Services cross-matches that with its new hire registry. And what we've seen on that is, again, like I said, 4,500-plus individuals who are currently on Arkansas Works are now working. And that's that's really impressive. And I think we're going to continue to see that as 2019 rolls along. So let me just go back about 15 or 16 years because we're singing the same song here. We've got the same choir book and we're singing. Yep. And uh, But it, that wasn't the case. Even for the Republicans back 16 years ago, it was that if you take money away from the government, uh, no money, is. It, it's a zero some affair no money no more money is coming into the government or something and that's what this governor felt and i remember i mean a lot of people might not remember do you remember driving down six thirty and seeing the skull and crossbones on the side of arkansas children's hospital saying that we were going to end up shutting down them schools were going to close we're going to be third world nations and ever since we brought in more money every year because here's the key you give people more money to keep, what happens? Do they stick it in their mattress and just have a lumpy mattress? Heck no. They spend that money right. on other things. Right. You get the money back. Yeah. It's Again, it's all about you know driving the economy forward. And the goal is not, obviously, to, to create more revenue streams. That's not what we're doing. And the goal is not necessarily to bring more money in. It's to give people their money back. But like you just said, as a result of that, people have more money they to spend. spend. They're going to spend it, and, and I think that that's they a, might save some of it, sure. but they're not going to spend and not save all of it. Yeah, yeah, and they'll save. Maybe some. they go to the movies once a week. Sure, yeah, they're going to spend more of it, and you're right, they're going to save some of it. But when they save some of that stuff, it's for other projects. You know, it's either um, home remodel projects yep. or whatever it might be that they're saving for, and they're going to spend that money. So, you know, the goal is again to get us to a competitive advantage. Uh, uh, or at least just competitive with our surrounding states to bring in new industry, to bring in new companies, to bring more people into the state. We top three million for the first time in Arkansas's history, and the reason people are coming to the state is because there's opportunity. Twenty second most rapid growing state in the union. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. U Hall says it. Yeah. They, they <laughs> count how many people are moving here. Yeah, man. but we're talking about in migration, and and it is. It's not just. I mean, look, everyone who's a native Arkansan and and uh, pays attention to what people say out there, you know, Arkansas gets a lot of flack. But but the most incredible thing is when people come to Arkansas for the first time, that they're blown away with the quality of life this state has to offer. We have everything. I mean, you, we have an incredible parks and tourism uh, industry, number two in the state, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful scenery, but you also have everything else that you come here for. You've got great schools. Uh, you've got low cost of living. Uh, you've got the the restaurants and the shopping and that sort of thing. And you look at Northwest Arkansas, for example, I think they're growing somewhere between 27 and 30 people a day up there. And it's about opportunity. People are going to come where the jobs are. They're going to come where the quality of life is. And you've got people in California that are moving here to Arkansas because they can purchase a house uh, with a whole lot more space than what they were getting out on the West Coast and maybe two or three of them. So yeah, let me, a, let me fire a flare up as you're just talking about how fast Northwest Arkansas is growing. Let me fire a flare up and say, new Mayor Scott, you got it cut out for you because yeah. the former mayor sure left you in a lot of shambles. Just yeah, saying. I mean, no, I think that there's and there's there's a healthy 
competition, and I say Northwest Arkansas, Northeast Arkansas is is seeing tremendous growth as well. But there's that healthy competition in Northwest Arkansas among you know Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, um, uh, Bentonville. I mean, you see. Salem Springs getting into it. I mean, with their downtown and that sort of thing, Lowell uh, and J.B. Hunt right there. It, it's that competitive, it's that friendly competition that I think benefits that entire region. And I think Little Rock has the opportunity for that. I think what you're seeing in North Little Rock, I think what you're seeing in Saline County and in Faulkner, um, you know, I think there's that opportunity to really have that competition between these these cities that can benefit everyone. Yeah, I think I'm saying. You know, Benton, Bryant, Conway, Cabot, even Valonia, some other towns around here. But when you say Little Rock, I'm seeing a lot of stagnation. No, I agree. I mean, if you ask, uh, you know, the mayor-elect Scott about this on his uh, um, stump speeches throughout the mayoral uh, election, he talked about that, you know, I think the total, uh, the net population increase in Little Rock in the last 10 years is 89 people. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know get the statistics going on, but, but I think that he, I think for the most part, he understands that that's something that faces Little Rock and there has to be a lot that changes. You should have people wanting to come, uh, to Little Rock, to central Arkansas, because there should be those opportunities. But obviously when crime and, and public education are issues within mm-hmm. the capital city, you've got to get those things fixed before people see this as a place that they want to come and raise a family and, and start a career and all that sort of stuff. I think Little Rock is a great city. Uh, I love living in central Arkansas, but but certainly when you look around the rest of the state, uh, there are certainly some uh, some things that need to be worked on uh, so people can because you got you got to shed the reputation that Little yeah. Rock has, and, and it and takes it's a taken while. a long, long time, and they and they obviously are still far from from shedding that reputation. We'll see what the new mayor can do and uh, go from there. But yeah, it's certainly a lot of work to do. All right, we got to get a break in. Final break for this hour. My guest, J.R. Davis, government uh, governor spokesperson. He'll be back to finish up this hour. Uh, next uh, next uh, week, we'll talk more about the session that's coming up. Uh, we'll get into some specifics on that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So if you don't think that the cartels are not as strong as they have been in Mexico, Mexican mayor gets sworn in, leaving his swearing in, and is murdered yeah. by the cartels. I mean, I, I just always, I just mentioned, you know, when I when the Minutemen were big down on the border and I was down there doing my show, uh, the, the signs that were on the border down by uh, the, uh, what uh, what's the, the city right across the border down there off of See, Arizona. Was. Anyway, they had big billboards, Polizia, join us or die. And the police chief was gone. And he showed up three days later, but it was just his head on a pike yeah. out in front of the police station. I think we're so desensitized from TV and, and media and that sort of thing. When something like this happens, I mean, you have to take note of it. You well, know, you I know, think you that, watch Narcos, okay? Sure. And that's television, and you go, wow, I can't believe all that happened. Right. Well, it's still happening. Exactly. That's the what I mean. The exact same thing is and going you, on. From Narcos to, what is it, Queen of the South, the yeah. USA. I mean, there's all these these sort of the uh, romanticizing. they heroes. Right. You sort of this romanticizing the, the, the you know, uh, uh, 
drug running and all that sort of stuff. And, and it's, yeah, I mean, when something like this happens, you absolutely have to take note of it because it's still very much alive. And that's what President Trump has been talking about when you when you talk about border security. Yeah. And I don't care what Democrats in Washington say that, and I saw that uh, um, Dick Durbin said something about, well, Democrats absolutely care about border security, but we yeah. got to do it in different ways because this is what the techno- sure. technology no, experts say. No, 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 no. It's all politics. And so if you start with, you know, start with the wall. And then, and then start filling. Those are the rocks in the vase, right? You got to start there, and then you can start, you know, doing everything else to keep it out. But the issues that President Trump has highlighted last week or, or a couple weeks ago, when we were both here, uh, he was absolutely right. There's so many things that are coming up south of the border, and that sort of stuff is still very, very much alive and kicking. And this is another example of that. Until they put drones on the border that have Hellfire missiles on them. You're not going to stop anybody from coming across the sure. border. Yeah, I mean that that drone not going to drop out of the sky and you know be some kind of something that you saw at a RoboCop. It's yeah. just not there. Well, and I don't think it's one or the other. I, I think it's a comprehensive approach to border security, but but a wall is part of that, and yeah, so that's yeah. where I think this idea that it's this or that. I, I don't think that's the correct thinking, but I do think you have to start somewhere. And, I believe that. When Nancy Pelosi and Mark Pryor, even people who have walls and huge fences around their homes, take them down and put a drone that flies around their property. Sure. Yeah. Then I believe that they don't believe that walls stop people. Yeah. All right. We're just about out of time. Somebody just sent me a picture of of Pryor's house. Have you seen it? No. Nice place, man. Gotta give him credit. You got good taste, Mark. You really do. But, you know, I've not talked to him since he lost his race as, as, as being senator. But I, I, I'd be interested to see what he has to say about a wall or yeah. a fence because he's got an awful big one up around his house. I'm just saying. He don't want just somebody walking off the street up to his door. Sure. Knocking on. And Absolutely. by the way, he does have a door on the house. It's not just wide open so anybody can just walk in. There you go. I heard a stupid lefty tell me the other day, and I'd say it's stupid because when I say this, you're going to say, yeah, that's not being overly dramatic, Dave. They said that they weren't ready, weren't worried about. They take the door off their house because they don't mind people walking in. And I said, "What? What? Wow! Yeah, I take." I said, "But you haven't yet, have you?" No, well, no. When well, okay. take a picture and text me when you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're out of time. Right. We'll get on to the session uh, next time you're on. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Coach JR is on every Thursday here at 2 o'clock until 3. And we repeat this hour in the 5 o'clock hour during uh, drive time so you can hear all that we talked about if you happen to be working right now and you got to get away from it. There you go. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Dave. Thanks so much for coming in. And I'll be seeing more of you. I know you see me once a week. That's enough. Yeah. So you'll no. be seeing a lot more of me this here. It's going to be a much easier week. commute. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> Walk up a flight of steps. All Happy right. New Year's. It's Happy New Year's to you as well. We'll take a break. Come back. Elizabeth is going to be with us. You've, I, you've been wondering where she's at. Well, she'll be with me in the next hour. Here it is, seven minutes after three. It is a Thursday. Thursdays typically are strong.
politics days just to let you know uh if you missed the last hour i highly recommend you tune in at five o'clock get the repeat because uh, jr was back in uh the studio again the governor's spokesman we had uh, uh we were going to talk about the session and we got kind of got to kind of kind of started running after rabbits and things that i tend to do here on the show we spent a lot of time talking national politics that i really believe that you need to listen in to and we started thinking about it because Nancy Pelosi got the gavel back today as Speaker of the House. Nothing says like new ideas for the Democrat <laughs> Party than giving Nancy Pelosi the gavel again Absolutely. in the House. All right. I mean, that's <laughs> that's all new ideas just sitting there, tons of them ready to go with the Democrat <laughs> Party. But anyway, we got uh, we, we started talking about that and we just talked about if you think the Republican Party has fact, uh, fractures, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm just saying when when the people who want to run for the nomination of the Democrat Party really get into it. And I I made a prediction last hour. You're going to have to listen. I I said there's one person who hasn't said they're going to run, but I expect that them to get into get into the uh, to the fray, and they will change the entire race when they enter into it. Come on, Elizabeth. Think a little bit. Oh, come on now. Who's you know, I still got there? vacation brain. Yeah, I know. Who's, who's <laughs> sitting out there right now and can say whatever they want to? Don't tell me Mitt Romney's going to declare as a Democrat. Yeah, he, no. Yeah, and he's going to be, he's going to redo the book Black Like Me. No, I, I don't expect that to happen. And that, that's, look, let's just talk about a couple of things that, that uh, we mentioned. The two leading candidates, basically, McAuliffe is being mentioned by the Democrats, right? You've heard about McAuliffe being Mm -hmm. named, okay. The other person, Uncle Joe Biden. Oh, of course. I mean, mean, can't leave out Uncle Joe. Kumo came out yesterday big time saying, Uncle Joe, you know, you got to go with the the vice president. And wouldn't he be the oldest candidate we've ever had? Here's the key. (laughs) candidate what, not elected what have the democrats elected. been screaming incessantly for the last I, what six years the government's in control of old white men thank you and so what are we going to do isn't that what they say well and they're Zach, saying come today on, sitting though they're shaking his head as well think about it true. now you've gave, it's true. now you gave the house into the hands of an old white woman well and that's they're saying that they can't really like ditch pelosi because she's a woman and you know it wouldn't be fair to ditch her for a man I'm really that's what you, they're saying I'm just, just because the, of her body parts the hypocr- right the hypocrisy of the left is on full parade right now if just we keep, can just keep watching it's going to get better get the popcorn it's going to get better you know they they said that the huge field of republicans in this last you know last presidential race was going to be something to see and maybe it was maybe it wasn't but i think this really will be a show yeah, because think they're about all going to be trying to be more left than the next guy. Well, and not only are they going to be well, I next think gal. some of them, un, some I don't know, is the next guy who thinks he's a woman. I don't know. <laughs> but the bottom, the bottom line is, is that they can't go too left because even in their own party, there's a sizable group that would never go with a hardcore socialist. They would not have gotten behind Bernie Sanders. I'm sorry. It just would not have happened. 
And, and it's pretty obvious by what they did to keep him from getting the nomination. So mm. you got Ocasio out there and some others and Warren and others and uh, Kamala Harris and all the rest out Corey there, Booker. way out there on the left hand uh, side. You know, I, I don't think they get behind, they, they lose people if those people get the nomination. They're definitely going to lose people if they go with an old white guy. I'm just saying. So you, you think they They're, pushed out? You know, crookedly pushed out Bernie because they wouldn't go for him? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I kind of thought maybe it was because he had a chance on kind of turning their basket upside not, down not and they were going to keep they, that from happening. You know, Well, that's part of it as well. But, you know, power is what power does, and that's yeah, hold true. on to power. True. But uh, it will be interesting to see uh, – if they, you know, if you go too far left, you're going to lose a third of your party. If you go too far right, you're going to lose a third of your party. There, I'm just telling you, they got, they've got a lot more f- fractures than the, than the Republicans. I think that do. may be true, and I don't think those fractures have been visible because the, you know, news has been so predominantly anti-Trump and nothing else. Obviously, we won't hear a lot about the fractures on mainstream media either, no. for the same reasons. Yeah, but there's a lot more going on there. Um, what was Pelosi's final vote today? I, don't I understand know. there I were 14, 15 defectors who dared cross Pelosi and did not vote for her. Well, we'll see how well their bills do. Yeah, we're going to have to look at the names and see. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure she threatened them. I'm, I'm sure she saying. threatened them. Oh, but in a nice way. Of course, in a nice it way. It will be in a nice way. Happens both in the marble halls and in D.C., it happens, doesn't it? It's, a, it's politics. It's politics. I always keep trying to remind people. You know, Arkansas is not immune to politics. Politics <laughs> is not. politics. Look, I remember watching when B.B. was governor and uh, seeing uh, Creekmore when she was a senator, leaving his office on Creekmore, watching her. Now, was she was a, was she a House member? Was she Dawn Creekmore, but I don't you well, know. I think representative. Maybe, maybe I think she so. was a representative, but she was leave, She left his office uh, in in tears mm-hmm. because he expected her to walk lockstep with him on things that he was trying to do, and if she did not, she he wasn't going to support uh, her uh, biggest. Uh, thing that she worked on and pushed which was uh, about uh, women being abused and things well and see it see it's also in what's the word i want inequality of power okay you're the governor or you're the president or you're the nominee and you're saying to this person you know i need your support and in, in exchange you get your one bill but in exchange for your support i get you know all this power it's really unequal even for them so i don't know why people play that game well, I'm just going to tell you this. When you're the, the head of the Senate or the head of the House or you're the president of the United States, you got to understand that uh, those people can make your life miserable because the things that you think are important that you want to try to move forward will not get the necessary push that they need to get in front of uh committees mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. to get out of committee uh, to get onto the house floor or the senate get into the senate well for a vote doesn't happen unless you play ball with the party mm-hmm. or with the president that's 
Where, where are the it's voters the in that picture? Works. Where are the voters? They're not in, in the that picture, picture at that point. That's right. That's right. I mean, I know you understand that. I mean, yes. Ray Lincoln was so right when he used to say with me, uh, "If voting was really important, they wouldn't let us do it." Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, saying. don't make me be cynical because I worry well, about I voting. Be, that's got, our only voice. Not, okay, well, and if it doesn't matter, if there is. If <sighs> is there much of a voice in in voting anymore? If they're not doing the party is not doing what they said they were going to do, then something got to change. I'm just saying something's got to change. It's just and and voting for the other party may not be the thing that you got to do. I can't vote for the other party. I mean, I uh, cannot. Oh no, it's I not can't possible. either. They they believe in death. They, yeah, I, won't I vote can't. On I death. can't back anything that they do. So there's no way I can vote that way. Yep. So I'm a man. You know, at times I am a man without a party. That's how I feel a lot of times. Remember that old that old book, "The Man Without a Country." Sometimes, oh gosh, yeah. Sometimes I feel that way. Well, I just remember the thing that says, you know, I didn't leave the party; the party left me. Yeah. Because I still believe in the platform of the republican party or what used to be the platform which doesn't seem to be on anybody's mind these days that's what's got to be pushed forward yeah well and this is why not to go down another rabbit hole but this is why i'm totally behind trump standing solid for the wall yes i believe in security if he wants to make sure that somebody who might challenge him in primary doesn't have a a rat's chance he's got to stay where he's at about the wall if he if he caves it's all over. He's done in four years. I really believe that. I do too. Well, I wouldn't say four years, I two did. more. Yeah, it's well, only two, two more years. That's yeah, but if he stands, I think he has a really good chance. Although I'm not 100 percent sure in 2020. Not not 100 percent sure. I still believe that the Democrats will steal that election no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, really I don't think that's that. going to happen. I just think it's. I I want to see the Democrats because. I've got bad feelings that you know this for our country right now, but uh, I still have a lot of hope in my heart that if it's a hardcore socialist running on the Democrat side, that even the little minds full of mush out there that are in college will be smart enough to vote on thing, vote against things that you should be able to know do not exist like the word free Mm -hmm. free education yeah free college free free this free that do not exist you got to believe there's still uh enough you know right thinking logically thinking people that they can figure this this one out there is not now this might break some of your heart all right, some of the people who are listening, this might break your heart. Okay, but here's, I'm just going to tell you one major truth. This was taught to me by my father when I was much younger. And he said, son, there's no such thing as a money tree. <laughs> Somebody right. else's I money. I don't walk back in the backyard when you need a new pair of cleats and pull a couple of 20s off the money tree. <laughs> Now, that's not. Well, don't we all that's wish? Not the way it works. And uh, from the time I was young, I learned that, and I'm teaching it to my kids now. And even I don't consider them kids because they're in their getting into their late twenties. At that point, you've moved beyond being a kid, 
and to a young adult and teaching the young adults, there is no such thing as a money tree. I wish there were. All right, quick break. Come back with more here on Dave Elser Show. Elizabeth is back in the studio. It's good to have her here. We got a lot more to talk about. Phone number, we're open, 823-0965. Open for business on the Dave Ellswick Show here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. And cue stage left. I'm back with you out here on, on stage. The, 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 the feral spot is on me. There's no Facebook Live, Dave. Uh, yeah, Sorry. not yet. Hopefully, <laughs> they can't see you hopefully today. Hopefully, we'll be back on Facebook next week. Because we still got equipment to be installed. Yeah, there's still equipment. Did it? Was that what uh, the lady up front brought back to us? That box? Was that the new? Uh, oh, that's booth? in Russ's office. Was that do? Just walk down there and look if that came from uh, Mevo. I saw her with that, but I never thought to look. That's what yeah. I think it probably is. And uh, Yay. And and what that tells you, if we get it going here, then we'll get it going when we're at the Capitol. You'll be able to watch it from the Capitol as well. Hey, if you, did you know that there's 567 different ways to claim your Social Security benefits? Now, I'm learning all about this because I'm going through it right now. I start taking my Social Security, holy cow, next month. Next You're old, month, Dave. I am old. <laughs> I'm going to be on Medicare next month a, as well. And Probably is. is it Mevo? All right. Yay. Okay. It looks like that's what it is. I'm, that's fantastic. Uh, there's 2,728 rules in the Social Security Handbook. And think about this. The government, your government, you know, the we the people government, uh, has told the Social Security Administration they're actually forbidden to offer you any personalized advice. So you're totally on your own. Uh, it's no wonder why as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. Learn how you could wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in the up-to-date guide to Social Security. Get it from David Lucas, host of the David Lucas Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Hear from him on Saturdays at 10 and 3. Uh, to get your free guide to Social Security, be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690. Don't leave literally thousands of dollars on the table. Get back every nickel. That's rightfully yours. Call 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. Okay, keep that all in mind. All right, about three minutes here from the news. We're moving quickly through uh, this hour already still, on the still Dave looking, Show. Still looking for, like, the final vote on Pelosi's vote today. Okay, you're checking uh, it out. You, I, can't, I can't find a number, but here's something it interesting. It was a frog's hair It win. was very tight. That's why I sort of wanted to know. We had 32, Repo- sorry, 32 Democrats who did not vote for her. Either. Three who voted present. Okay, so that's so 35. So that's 35. But uh, guess who out of New York voted for Pelosi today? I don't know. Oh, Ocasio. That's right. She said she wouldn't vote for her. That's right. Oh, so she has something. She voted for Pelosi. She's got the Green Deal out there that she wants to push forward. Yeah, she's got her special thing set up now. Now she knows it's going to get put through because she voted for Pelosi. The Green Deal. That's a takeoff on the New Deal. And most of you youngins out there probably don't even have a freaking clue what the, the you know that that deal is all about the new Franklin. deal yeah yeah look Franklin it up Delano. yeah you need to <laughs> need to read that and see how it did 
or or here's another one to look up. Look up uh, for uh, Johnson and look up uh, the Great Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look that one That's up another too. Good one. That's another socialist program that failed miserably. Then you make me think of Cloward and Piven, and that name yeah, came up the other go. day because That's of the immigration one. situation. That's is what that not the same over, thing? They're overloading the, they're the border. They're overloading the system. And, yep. you know, while all the politicians are diddling around trying to figure out what they're going to do and not doing, whether they're going to vote for a wall or not, there is another caravan being prepared yep. that is supposedly, what, bigger. three or four or five times larger than yes, what we've already had. Much bigger. Now, tell me, when they get to our border, do you really think that they're going to stop them? Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I think they're going to come across. Get ready. It's going to. Hey, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm just saying. No, while we're busy over here talking and diddling and carrying on, they're just going to keep doing what they do. Somebody needs to make a stand, and that would be our president who has done so to yeah. try to protect our country and keep us safe. Okay, so the president's congratulating Nancy Pelosi right now. Gag me. Saying, Congratulations, Nancy. No, he probably would like to have her in place because that makes well, you know what you're going that's going to make our side a little easier for the next couple of years. I understand that she's um, agreed to a rules change or some sort she's of thing. It's a, serve it's a two years. Yeah, it's a mechanical thing. It's not that it's just a promise. It's right. a mechanical thing, yep. and she will not be serving except for two years. So that tells you here's the problem that Democrats have now because do you listen to Nancy? Well, why would you listen to <laughs> she's her? Not she's going to be around. Be here for two years. <laughs> Who wants to be the new le- the leadership of uh, the the House? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people think they should be Speaker of the House, so they're going to be doing what they can do to booster or bolster their opportunities uh, to be Speaker if they if the Democrats can hold on to the House after two years after they've really screwed it up. This, this is going to be a lot of fun between the presidential race and all them jockeying for position to see who's going to be the next speaker and trying be. to keep the House. Oh, yeah, this will be okay, fun. Okay, now when we come back, I'm going to let Elizabeth in with what I said in the first hour, who I think is going to throw a real wrench into the primary system for the Democrats. That's coming up Just after keep, the news. Keep here me in suspense. On 101. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Um, Elizabeth will be right back with us, and when she is, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who's going to throw a monkey wrench into the Democrats for the, uh, the primary season coming up. Uh, before we get there, let me remind you, PI Roofing Home Solutions have acquired Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services. Uh, for customers of Tommy's, you can rest assured Uh, The PI Roofing Team plans to continue providing the highest quality gutter cleaning services at a great value to you. Uh, Also, with that recent uh, purchase, here's what you get if you've been a a Tommy's gutter cleaning service uh, customer. Now you can expect to get a whole lot more because along with bringing you high-quality gutter cleaning, uh, the folks at PI Roofing Also, of course, offer that great comprehensive roofing and home repair expertise that they're known for as well. So you're getting the best of all the worlds here on uh, PI Roofing. To learn more about all of this, all you got to do is go to the website. Uh, The website is uh, piroofing.com. All right, so I I just got done sending a, a text over to the Capitol because a lot of there's a lot of moving parts whenever we get over there and we start uh, doing 
uh, coverage over there. You know, you got to make sure they know what you're doing. You got to know what you're doing and, and all the rest. So I've been, I've been talking to Jason, uh, to, to our, our folks, uh, you know, as far as that goes, we've been trying to get things going and I work with Jason Klein who works with uh, Thurston over there in the secretary of state's office. And you just got to get everybody on, on board and give, you know, sign things <laughs> that makes life a, a whole lot easier. All right. So we've got Elizabeth back. Okay. So Elizabeth, I told you during the break who I thought would throw a wrench into the whole thing for the Democrats. And it's not Romney. No, it's not <laughs> Romney. No, no, it is not Romney. Uh, and I'm not putting out a side that Mitt Romney's not going to try to <laughs> primary the president. Mm-hmm. He might. I wouldn't okay, be surprised. And if he does, let me just say, if somebody primaries the president, they've, they've done their research. Believe me, they don't just uh-huh. jump into it willy-nilly. They jump into it saying, yeah, it might be a, lie, a, lie, a long shot, a shot to, to do this, but it's possible. There's and a it, vulnerability, yeah, and I'm going to exploit yeah, it. Someplace yes. there's a vulnerability, and then they're going to try to exploit it. Expe- expect that to happen. I'm just saying. You really think he'll get primary? I think somebody's going to primary. I really do. There's enough never-Trumpers that somebody I, will try like, Thank you. Absolutely. I do believe that. All right. Now, but on the Democrat side, <laughs> all right, you got a bunch of people on the left. I mean, further left than this country as ever, I mean, Eugene. Yes, even the middle is okay, further left. Now I'm going to freak everybody out because I'm, I'm being from Indiana. I know who this person is. All right, and he caused all kinds of problems when he was around. His name was Eugene Debs. Do a little history. Who, who's that? Check that. Go, go. Just, just look him up and and read a little bit about Eugene Debs. Uh, and he was thought of being really radical in his time. Of course, some of the things that he was radical about are now part of our laws in our country. Mm. I just want you to know that. And, uh, you know, he came from Indiana. It's the only reason I probably ever knew his name. Mm-hmm. But Eugene Debs was his name. Five times the candidate for Socialist Party of America for President of the United Thank States. Thank you very much. Among other things. Does a Democratic talk? Socialist Political Activist. Read some of the things that he stood for. Does it does it give some of the things um, that he believed in? This is just off the top of the search. You know, yeah. he was a founding member of the Industrial Workers of the World, uh, five times candidate of Socialist Party of America. Sounds like a real winner. Um, you know, Britannica. I don't know. We could get into all this if you really want. Yeah, Let's but see. we'll we'll give you some of the major things, issues that he thought were important. And it's going to freak you out. I'll just tell you, it will freak you out. Uh, because it just shows if you can get it out there and float it and get a few people to buy into it, you can make it happen if you just keep on marching forward. All right. He was deeply influenced by his broad reading, including the works of Karl Marx. You don't oh, think, yeah. you don't like think a real that, winner, this You one. don't think that Ocasio-Cortez, whatever her name is, hasn't written or hasn't read Karl Marx? She's probably read Karl Marx, but the money Whether she's she getting... Whether she understood it, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the money but. she gets for her for her work is probably more important to her than what she's oh, been reading in the past. That doesn't... You know, she reminds me of a, of a young Pelosi. 
Yeah. Now, just to be honest. Yeah. No, very little substance, a whole lot of noise. Well, you know, there's all this talk about her being fronted, basically, by groups that are funded by George Soros. Yeah, George Soros. (laughs) So she's like the Obama, you know, just pop up out of nowhere and take off because the money, the money. Yeah. Money will do it every time. Okay, so here's the name. Who's going to... Okay, because I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. All right, here it is, and it is Michelle Obama. <gasps> You're right. Oh, my gosh. You didn't think she, about it, did I you? I didn't even think about it. But she See, knocked, I said this two years ago. You did. You did. But she, you know, it was just in the news that she knocked Hillary off the list of the most admired women. And you're right. Her book tour has it's been, been apparently really, really nice. well. And a so lot of he or up. she, he's gonna, she's going to run, you think? I think she's going to run. I think she will run. So I, we have to the, fight another the, dynasty. The mistake that I made is believing, and I should have understood that that wasn't uh, something that was necessary, but I thought you should hold at least one political office. I'm kind of old school about that to show that you can handle it. But the president Trump didn't. didn't <laughs> all right. So and people voted for him saying that not having – that political mm-hmm. background was a, was a good thing. It was a better thing. Yeah. So now, what happens, though, for all of these people that are Eugene Debs type over there on the left for the Democrats, the the, the old white guy uh, that's <laughs> over there on the right side, oh, man. and Michelle Obama throws her, her, I don't know, do you, as a woman, do you throw a hat, a corset, or what in? <laughs> I'm just wondering. What, it depends you know. on what she decides to declare herself as on any given day, yeah. I suppose. I thought um, she'd run for Senate in the state of I Illinois. Ex- that, if you'd said Senate, you know, somebody running for Senate, I would have thought about it. I really didn't ever. But, but that's see, another I thought dynasty. she was going to do, and then you, now you got, she's not, she sees that you You're, don't have to have that. So why spend the money? Why set up the, the trail that they can follow? Because you got to vote on some things and go in as an basically an unknown are you just well, your husband again or is you are you somebody else i can see a couple of things here you know we have this hierarchy of minorities and issues like that with the democrats so she's way up on the list being a black female you, you can't hardly that beat right. that unless she was a transgender black female maybe <laughs> i said that I, I, told, I told zach that not about <laughs> about her but about uh, uh kevin uh, what's his name the comedian kevin hart huh? is that who it is yeah kevin hart about not getting, uh, not going to be um, the host of the Academy Awards. I said, that tells you the swing that the LGBT community has yeah. now yeah. when you can knock off a, a black comedian. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Now you got to have a transgender. Like yeah. I say, this, this hierarchy is very strong, and it's very much in place. So if you look at Hillary or Michelle, Michelle's got her beat. You know, she's black female over a female, so that's yeah. that. But yeah, she's the wife of a president. All she has to do is say what Hillary said. I know what I know because my husband was president. That's right. All that stuff. I understand how to work oh, with him. My God, that is so frightening to me, Dave. <laughs> God, that's scary. I'm good at, at throwing things out. That you're good at freaking people. me out. That's what you're good at. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to think about that. I really don't. I, but you're I, right. I'd be it's surprised if she does. I'd be surprised if she. And does I think it would almost run. be like when. Trump started really showing up, what I call showing up on the scene. He pretty much, everybody else just fell to the wayside. If she jumps in, yeah, it may be that she jumps to the top now real the easily. Now, the question in my mind will be, will she announce early 
knowing she's going to be in there with all those people and then she can knock them off? Or will she wait to the the end when the stronger candidates Mm -hmm. are there and then get in on it? That's there's something to be said for getting in and being the small fish at one time. See, I would wait. And start waiting. Well, I mean, she's got a lot of gravitas, let's face it, one way or the other, whether you like it or not. She does. The media loves her. She shows up. It's going to take a lot of air out of the room immediately. Yeah. I mean, just with her declare, if she declared. I'm just just saying, listen to Uncle Mm. Dave. (laughs) So, ooh, it might be really interesting if it's Michelle versus Joe. Oh, oh my good Would grief. That be, well it will have to be it he's may go, be he's good well if he wants to do it here's the key for joe biden joe biden's making a, an obscene amount of money on all the boards and things if that i he's were him on. i wouldn't do it now if he runs he's got to he's got to get off of all those boards well yeah so all that money dries up do you want to take that chance get beat in the primary and then you just become the guy that's run what three times for president and have uh, <laughs> and didn't and never it. got the nominee nomination somehow i don't think that would be the end of his political career and, you know assuming he wanted to stay in politics you know, he'd be looking that. for another guy in a wheelchair to say stand up come on stand up and take a well and th- speaking of rabbit holes did you see the other one who disappeared after the last whatever harry reed sort of fell off the face of the earth didn't hear anything about it did him. you know he had pancreatic i just cancer? heard that yesterday I just mm-hmm. saw that yesterday just myself. Just heard that yesterday. So now he's going to go out in a blaze of glory, I guess, and say everything that he felt that he couldn't say mm-hmm. when he was in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yep. yep. He's still suffering, apparently, from the, truly, and, it, and this is a bad thing, <laughs> suffering from the effects of the accident with the rubber bands and the you know exercise equipment and all that. It messed him up pretty good. But it was, mm. it was a, apparently a result of some of those doctor visits and so forth and so on. They ended up doing a scan and found tumor on the pancreas wow all right i don't wish that on anybody no i no. don't care if he's my worst enemy and he's no. pretty close to it uh bottle but what i read and you Harry probably Reed saw fan. it he's, he he was quoted as saying you know the fact is once you find something on your pancreas it's over so it's over yeah. i mean he was very blunt about it according to the article all right let's get a break in we get our final break for this hour uh i got a, a message from robert steinbach he might stop by uh, but uh, Mark Johnson's going to be by. He has put a bill into play that I find very interesting that we're going to talk to him about. If uh, you want to go out and play illegal things and you get caught and you're a state senator or state rep or a constitutional officer or things of that nature, you'll lose your pension. It's we'll about talk about time. It. We'll talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so we are back. We've got just about seven minutes here before we get news. Uh, Robert Steinbach is uh, going to make his way here, as well as Mark Johnson, who is uh, state senator Mark Johnson elect, uh-huh. right, brand elect. new senator. Got to say elect. That's oh, the, they haven't been sworn in not yet. yet. No, they're not sworn in until the fifteenth, I believe, oh, really? at noon. Oh, okay. So I need to make it. I mean, make my way over to the uh, uh, sit up there and. Uh, in the area over the well of the Senate when they... You're going to watch him get sworn at? Yeah, swear, <laughs> I get him get sworn at. I, I guess it's the Chief Justice that will do that, and then they'll each be, can have somebody do the swearing in. Because I, I mentioned to to uh, uh, Kim Hammer he should get uh, Rhonda to do him. Oh, you can have somebody you want? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I mentioned Rhonda, but nobody's going to swear in on a, on a Quran or anything, are they? 
Not that I know. Did, now I've never. I have not. By the way, that brings up something for me that I thought that I hadn't. I thought about talking about. It, hadn't had the chance. Did you understand? Now I don't know if this is. Take this. I'm going to say this out loud with a grain of salt because I saw something about this. I don't know if it was just, uh, you know, BS or whether there was truth to it. So I'm just kind of throwing it up right now. Uh, bleh, uh, out here in front of Elizabeth, did you see anything talking about the um, the three different uh, Muslim elected officials in, I think, the House mm-hmm. that would not swear to protect the Constitution of the United yes. States? Yes. Is that a true story? I am under the impression that there are at least two that are going to be sworn in under a Koran. Well, okay. Well, not, yes, with a Koran, okay. not a Bible. Well, I understand that, okay? I can understand well, they but might that's, put that on their holy book. But my thing is, are they not going to say that they're... That they, the, that's my understanding. Is it Sharia law is more important to them than the Constitution of the United States? Because if that's the case, they shouldn't be able to serve. They should not be there, in my opinion. I, I have to agree. I can tell they you this much. Be there. If it was a Christian, there would be all kinds of hell being raised about that. And there has been in the past when there have been non-Muslim people who didn't want to use a Bible to swear in. But I, I'm under the impression that that oath is, you know, what it is. And you either say it or you don't. I don't think I mean, you do get to get customize to, it for yourself. Do you, do you get to a certain part and just go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think so. (laughs) You act like you're saying something, but you're not saying something. Well, you know, of course, then we get back into all this, whether it really matters or not. And, you know, if you can. Well, it matters to me if somebody actually says that they will not, you know, uh, protect the Constitution of the United States, that it's the law of the land. But how different is it to have someone stand in front of us, you know, who wants to run for office and say, I'm going to do X, Y and Z. And then they get in office and don't do it. That's a lie. Well, or I stand agree. there and take I an oath that you that. don't intend to follow or not take the oath. It's the same thing anyway, in my mind. But that's my impression. The thing that bothers me is that we're going to change the rules in the U.S. House that have always said, even if you're Jewish, you cannot wear the cover head on covering. Head. Oh, they're gonna Women let them wear the cannot scarves? wear head coverings. And I, my understanding is that's one of the first rules changes that the you know Democrats in the House are going to wow, change. That's interesting. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm totally against it. I'm totally against it because I really believe in the slow, slow, slow radicalization that they are already part of, and it's underway well, in if our they're country. Not going to take, and this is how it starts. If they're not going to repeat the oath, then that's for sure what they're saying. Well, I they're, mean. They're saying, I believe in Sharia law and not in the Constitution of the United States as being the, the 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 law of our nation. Well, I believe it's in California that we have a new Muslim rep who ran on one thing and immediately, as soon as she was elected, said, "No, I'm I'm all about you know Sharia law. I'm all about Muslims." I I have to look it up. I don't remember the name at the moment, but yeah, yeah. I'll have to take a look. It's I'd coming. Like to know more it's about coming. this. And we have just have to as a, get Spencer just, on to talk about it. Yeah, just as a point, I saw the news article over the holiday where it was in Michigan, I believe it is, that Amazon employees who are Muslim 
are petitioning Amazon in that state because they are not allowed their seven prayer breaks during the work day. No, they want okay? seven prayer breaks. Now, yeah. this is where it starts. This is where it starts. And when the population of Muslims becomes more and more, if you look at Dearborn, Michigan, oh, yeah. they're hearing the prayers over the loudspeakers the every chance. day in that yes. community. That yeah. is America. Go to St. Paul. This is America. Go up to St. Paul. Well, that's Find what I'm saying. Many. And I it mean, started slow how many years ago, and nobody paid yeah. any attention. And now that little frog has become to boiling in that water, and now he's still not paying attention. Hmm. I'm totally against it. It has to stop. All right. That is not American values and principles. They don't belong here. All right. Well, we. I need to. I'll need to. I'll get Robert Spencer on, and we'll talk about this because that's it's important stuff. It's it's small things. It's small things, but as they get more small things taken care of, larger things get done. That's the thing to always remember. The old saying, the camel getting his nose under, under the tent. tent. I had a blog post back in 2000. Before you know it, you got a full camel in your tent. That's right, and he's coming in. There was a blog post I put up eight years ago it got more attention than anything else i ever had on my blog and mm-hmm. it was a repeat from somewhere else of the percentage of muslims in a community and the types of activities that start to happen and of course as the percentage goes up it doesn't take very long the next thing will be your your restaurants do not serve halal food we want that we want this and before long you're living under sharia law look right. at dearborn michigan got a break Got to do that. Mark Johnson, state senator-elect. Mark Johnson to be with us. We'll talk about a bill that he has filed. Uh, this is a Senate bill for an act to be entitled to amend the law concerning retirement benefits to prohibit collection of benefits by public retirees who are convicted of a felony offense arising from official actions as a public employee and for other purposes. That's on the agenda next on the Dave Ellswick Show. I got to tell you, I got something to talk about tomorrow. Won't uh, won't tell you what it what is exactly going to be. It's all we always do movies and stuff on Fridays. There's a new show coming. I mean, Zach, you're aware of this. That Batwoman showed up in the Arrowverse. She's going to get her own show now. Have you? Did you read the? Uh, uh, the information that uh, a Hollywood reporter put out about her character? No. Nah. Oh, oh, oh. I can't wait to talk about this tomorrow. Uh, if you don't think the television is not out to change our culture, all you got to do is read this story. Politics is downstream from culture, and I don't think There's the Republicans have figured Breitbart that out. Is right there on the right. wall. That's right. Hashtag he knew it. war. He knew That's it. That's right. He did. But know I don't it. think the Republicans have figured this out yet. I know they have. Let me. I've been working a little bit behind the scenes. You, you love this, Mark. I've been trying to get CPAC to understand that what's going on in superhero uh, movies and stuff is important. It's important to understand what's going down. And they need, conservatives need to get involved. And uh, I'm trying to get, uh, you know, Dr. Tim Lim from over here at uh, UALR who does comics and Mitch Breitweiser who does comics. And these are all people just from central Arkansas and are fighting this war against what Marvel and some other uh, of the, the big boys, D.C. even, although D.C. has kind of learned their lessons now. They're, they're moving away from 
having openly lesbian characters and things of that nature. But the bottom line is we need to understand it. And these guys should be invited to C-SPAN or the C-SPAN CPAC and talk about this stuff. They should have the ability to have people come in and if they want to draw younger uh, demographics, that's the kind of stuff you got to be talking about because the younger folks understand what's going on. So anyway, I've You're been working right. on this. I'm trying to get my these daughter's guys up trying to, to bring me up to speed on that. And, and I'll tell you who I've I've learned more about that from than anyone of all people is Candace Owens. Oh, yeah, yeah, Candace Owens, good. Person. She gets it. Oh yeah, she rocks. She gets yes, exactly she does. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to have her on one day. That's Dave. why yeah. Andrew was so important when he said culture is upstream from politics. The exactly. war can be won on television screens. I'm just telling you. And, so and the left has been doing it. They've been doing it for a long time. I, here, I'll give you a good example. Remember when Mayberry RFD and the Andy Griffith show and some other shows were number one on the uh, the network? CBS was number one. Cause those were, and then the next year, none of those shows, which had had great ratings, came back and were, were back, but all in the family and Maud. And several other shows were back. I mean, Nor- that's when Norman Lear came in with, All and in it was a very exactly. much a, a politically liberal agenda, and it changed America. Mm-hmm. It really did, because About you know Archie was shown to be a dummy. About nineteen seventy, it's or se- early seventies. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So anyway, we can we can t- we'll talk about that another time. Mark Johnson's here. He is state senator elect. I've been. I've been admonished by some new state senators who have said, you have to say the elect, Dave, until I've been sworn in. I said, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Eleven days. So, Okay, so <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he's Senator uh, Mark Johnson. He is already fi- – this is your first bill, right? This is my first pre-filed bill, yes. Okay. I'll probably have some more before the session starts. They let us do that now. We can pre-file bills. That's kind of cool. That gives us – Gives everybody time to start looking at what's out there, and it gives the staff the advantage that they don't have to start working on on January fourteenth. Frantically and, at the same exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and before I do anything else, I want to tell you, through the many years I've been around the legislature, I've always respected the Bureau of Legislative Research and the staff. But in the last month or so, I've just gained a tremendously increased amount of respect for the professionalism and the nonpartisanism of of those people they are just the best and it's one of the blessings arkansas has to have you know who they lost work. over there that was really good david ferguson oh yeah and oh, david gosh, was the yes. director he was probably there 30 years or so good, he good rose guy. to be the director and good friend of mine uh, great he guy. still writes he writes for yes. uh conduit news and i gotta tell you i read whatever he's writing just to be honest i mean well he knows he knows what he's talking about. He knows I mean, where, he he knows knows where the memory. He also he knows where the skeletons <laughs> are. Yes, exactly. I always like. He's that. one of those people, Dave, that should write a book, but it would have to be published posthumously. Yeah, after he's dead. <laughs> Until he assu- after he assumes room temperature. He does occasionally <laughs> reference all those skeletons, but he ain't going to talk about them. But occasionally he'll comment. Well, and, hey, I know cases, about them. He's he's under a. Those Gag are things he knew because of his position. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely, uh, and he can't. And, and that's the kind of integrity that that staff has. And, and uh, his predecessor, Marcus Halbrook, uh, who was there forever, and then his 
immediate successor was Kern Treat, who was there. Between the two of them, they were there over 50 years. And they created this culture of professionalism that's there today. And, and Marty Garrity and her tremendous staff, they just do a great job. Yeah, and it's not an easy job. No, it's because they're, they're I, I working on multiple things at one time. And 135 egos out of control. Yeah. And there were, what, over 2,000 bills filed in the last right. session? Yeah. Good grief. And try to keep A all that straight. 1,000 of them became oh, law. Oh, my gosh. 1,100. Isn't that scary? Mm-hmm. That's scary. It really is. What scary. do you think, Mark? Do you think that I got something here when I said that I believe the person who's going to throw a monkey wrench into the whole Democrat primary is going to be Michelle Obama because I think she's going to decide to run? wow he had the same reaction i did (gasps) well the the thing and i I don't want to in any way be critical of of either mrs obama or even president trump but the thing we learned in 2016 is you just cannot discount uh celebrity oh yeah Uh -uh. and right now she's riding a wave of it and I mean, if, I think she could look up and say, "Well, if Hillary can do it, I'm as qualified as she was." If if President Trump can do it, and he didn't hold any offices, I I felt kind of old school, and then realized it was an error on my part because I thought she would come back and run for Senate in Illinois and become a senator from El- and follow, follow kind follow of like the Obama. Hillary yeah. uh, model. So yeah, to speak. well, I think more follow the Barack Obama model. All right? That's what I thought she'd do. Well, you don't have to do that now. Donald Trump proved that. You don't have to have that background. That's just an amazingly interesting uh, uh, thesis. I, I will watch that carefully, David. Um, I, and I heard it here first. I know that hey, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth made point. She just replaced Hillary as the most admired mm-hmm. Democratic woman. And Hillary's been on the top of that list for years. Years. I wonder what Elizabeth Decades. Warren thinks about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to mention you mean Liz uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could make fun of Elizabeth Warren by saying how, but I won't. <laughs> and I, I started to use the P word to describe yeah, her, go. and I didn't. Well, so you can't I'm now. Trying to, you can't. Yeah, I have she, to act senatorial. She's, she's said that I was wrong, and I admit it, and I shouldn't have done it. She only has a one in blah, one, blah, 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 one thousand thirty second chance of winning. You know that. Yeah, she's not. <laughs> I heard that one. Too. <laughs> that's, that's y'all, good. y'all can't say, but I can say it. <laughs> and that's pretty good. All right, so SB fifty two. Yeah, it's okay. Bill fifty two. It's. I'm uh, really happy this has been filed because we talked about this. Months ago. We did. And, you know, to rem- the, the listeners that weren't around when we discussed it before, David, people that followed me and know my, about my campaign, I made two promises, two and only two promises when I decided to run for the Senate. One was I will be accessible. You, you'll be able to call me, I'll call you back. Yeah. Because I had a, my senator, I needed to talk to him, and he didn't call me back. That, that upset me. The other thing that really upset me was watching – these crooks, and I think I'm being kind using that term, that have uh, corrupted our legislature, uh, taken bribes, just and and you know they've they've been convicted. But uh, I felt we needed to do some things uh, related to ethics. And I, I the other the second promise was I would introduce a bill or bills to address the ethics problem. And this is the first one, and and it's it's so a, I'm going to assume that. There are more on their way. Well, there are. And I'll, I'll tell you, and I'm not saying that they stole my thunder because they are very good about doing this. I want to I thank uh, our president pro tem 
elect uh, Jim Hendren and our majority leader, uh, Bart Hester, and Senator Missy Irvin from uh, Mountain View to uh, Stone County. That's right. Well, <laughs> they she's the chair of the Senate Ethics Committee, yeah. and they passed some very good rule changes. Now, during the interim, you can't pass legislation, but we've, we've adopted Senate rules that will do some things to move us in the right direction in ethics. And I'm at this point, I'm actually looking at some of these maybe should be put in the statutes and it should have to apply to all. When I say public officials, I don't just mean House and Senate and elected. I mean the the bureaucracy, people in appointed positions, et cetera. But uh, the bill I filed today is Senate Bill 52. And in a nutshell, what it does is if you you break the law, you're a criminal, you're convicted of what uh, uh, John Woods and Jake Files uh, were convicted of or pled guilty to, a felony, something related to your official duties, then uh, you forfeit the right to receive a state pension. And uh, this may even be more important for the uh, officials in the bureaucracy at all levels, down to the city and county level even. Uh, If you, in effect, are stealing the taxpayer's money and you get caught, you lose your pension. And a lot of these people, uh, that's an actual disincentive to doing wrong. And I I believe that's uh, the first thing we should do is we want people to be good because they're moral. But some people need to be good because they're afraid they will, will get in trouble. Now, we can look out here. We look on the other side of the building. We can see 630, and you can right. you drive 100 miles an hour down that freeway, and, and you might get a ticket, and it might cost you two $300. Mm-hmm. But if, if we tell you it's going to be you know $10,000 if you get a ticket for speeding, people will really slow down. Yeah. And this is the whole idea. It's a, life sometimes is a series of incentives and disincentives. Yeah, I, I'm real interested uh, in this because I've said saying that it's a no-no is one thing. Putting some teeth and making it hurt if you decide to break the rules does a lot. Personally, I think you need to have one that says that if you are found guilty and you of a felony and you're an elected official, you have to walk down the steps of the Capitol and voters can stand on either side of the steps and throw rotten tomatoes and cabbages mm-hmm. at you. Maybe tarred and feathered. Yeah, Is that well, one you'd like? That Dave? was a tough one. <laughs> People don't realize how nasty that really, how bad that would be if that really happened. Hot tar is not fun by any strip, uh, stretch of well, the imagination. I, don't know. I know we have constitutional experts that can help us on these things, but I presume that would probably be. Because Robert Steinbach is right, right in the, the studio now. The, and I've never met Dr. Steinbach, but I've always enjoyed hearing him on your show. But I, but I, probably that might fall under the cruel and unusual it punishment might. prohibition. He's <laughs> it nodding might. when he says that. <laughs> Anybody who asks people to vote for him and then goes out and, uh, and, and, and strips them of their own money uh, should face tough, tough consequences. Well, and this is hopefully a start. And, and oh, it is. It's and I've got other start, things I'm Mark. working on, Dave, but this one is uh, – uh, You know, I try to get away from the idea of we're going to be punitive, and Mm -hmm. certainly we need to be punitive. But the the guts of this is this is a disincentive because you know it's one thing if you're uh, uh, if you're going to uh, uh, do wrong and maybe risk 
you know, getting fined or even going to prison, but to say that, you know, you worked 20 years and you're going to get a pension to take care of the rest of your life, and if you do something this horrible, you take it away from them, then uh, that's going to cause a lot of people to think twice. Yeah. Is or that, three times. Yeah. Is that is that uh, maybe 50 grand that you're being offered right now worth maybe losing a whole lot more exactly in the future? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all with you about this. Like it a lot. All right, got to get a break in. Uh, our uh, state senator elect, Mark Johnson, is with us. We got a lot of things to talk to him about. You, have you heard who I say is going to be running for president for the Democrats? Did you, did you hear it yet? I did not. Michelle Obama. Oh, I think there's a good chance. I think it's, I think to me, it's a foregone conclusion. Okay. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so I told you I'm using Sunny's Auto Salvage uh, again. I happened to pull out of my subdivision Friday night, and everything was just going fine until my car bucked and stopped. What? Dead. Uh, had it towed into Joe's, and Joe brought, uh, broke the bad news to me. Uh, the, the engine had snapped its uh, drive shaft. Totally went, boom, done, finished. So uh, I got a hold of R.D., and I said, R.D., what do we got to do? He says, well, you guys put a new engine in. So we're going to put a new engine in. going to cost me about $3,000. That's engine, labor, warranty, everything. So I'll get that done. And somebody says, well, Dave, why? Well, my wife, in fact. So why would you put an engine, and why don't we just go buy a new car? And I said, because $3,000 is about four car payments now. <laughs> That's right. That's another eight months of no car payments that I'll have. So I'll I'll take the take it on the chin for those car payments up to, on the front. I've almost got three hundred thousand miles on the car. I got a new transmission put into it. So we'll just fix it and we'll keep driving it. Should be good for another two or three years. Then we can look at buying another car. But it's not going to be new. I'm not going to drive it off the showroom floor. Not with the prices they're asking for cars today. Why do you think that they're they're, they're telling you, well, it's no big deal. 72, 84 months. That's all it is. 84 oh. months? Yeah. Oh, come on. Seven years. Seven years car no. payment. No. You can often, Mm-mm. not that often, but sometimes wind up in a situation that the car. It goes upside down. You're upside down. That means, and that Always. the car is done, and you've driven into the ground and you junk it and, and you still that's this is the most half year maybe more maybe more this is the second more. most expensive thing you ever buy in your lifetime i saw a oh, pickup truck no. with a price tag of over a hundred thousand dollars i won't say dodge over a hundred thousand is it an american company yes dodge over ram a hundred thousand dodge ram that's almost that's at forty thousand dollars shy of my house right mm-hmm and, and folks, by the way, Dave a vehicle. A nice house. I'm not saying he lives in a castle. Yeah. No, but a vehicle. Nice yeah. A nice piece of property. So he's not not living in the back of a pickup truck. No. And, and, and houses I, appreciate, yeah. and generally vehicles do. Oh, no. Well, that's you what lose, I was just going to say. A third of you it drive it off the drive lot off the and lot. it immediately. This is insane. Yeah, anyway. It's insane. I didn't bring it up to talk to start a new <laughs> subject, <laughs> but the bottom line is RD is taking care of me. Good. He found the engine. I should have my car back by Monday. And uh, this can happen for you as well. When bad things happen, turn to the people who can help you out. RD's one of those people. At Sunny's Auto Salvage, you'll get me an engine that maybe has 
30, 40,000 miles on it. Not even broke in really good as far as I'm concerned at that point. But the bottom line, that's what's going into my SUVs. That's Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. 982-7451. Our guest, Mark Johnson, he is uh, an elected state senator. Hasn't been sworn in yet, but will happen a week from Monday. Good I'll Lord, be, I'll make sure I'm coming. I'm going to I'm going to come over. <laughs> I'm going to come over and, uh, and and watch your swearing in, Mark. I'm yours and, and Kim Hammers. You know, Kim's a good friend. My good friend. Want to see him get uh, uh, sworn in a, a, as well. So uh, that's going to be exciting to watch happen. Now, in the military, if you become an officer, and once you become an officer. Uh, if you're just a, you know, a guy like I was, a grunt, you know, staff sergeant, you gotta want to be up and give them the first salute. Is there anything special that I need to know? To, well, do I'll I have just to be buy you lunch if or you something? Just, if you'll use all five fingers, which, <laughs> <laughs> because too often elected officials, we just get the one finger. You I know? got you. <laughs> I I understand how that works. I really, really, I do understand that. So, you know. What have you learned thus far? Do they have classes for you guys? Well, going we had up to we this? had a retreat at at Petty Jean, and and it was a twofold thing. We had some very good briefings, and this was the entire Senate that, that attended. And uh, uh, now I, I'm in a unique position, Dave. I've been around this stuff my whole life, yeah. but I am the only freshman that was not also a member of the house there's not currently a member of the house right so there's six of us that are freshmen five of them are house members today uh of course kim hammer you mentioned Mm -hmm. uh, james sturch uh, Mm -hmm. um, matt pitch uh uh bob ballinger and uh, i forgot about bob i'm I'm, I'm, I'm missing one but the the thing the thing is there's six of us that are new and and five of them are are house members today so uh, i kind of looked around i said i don't even have a card to get me in the capitol <laughs> and i said all these other guys have already got one and so our secretary of the senate ann cornwell said go see the chief the chief of the capitol police and he'll fix you up and he did so i gotta uh, go see him uh next week because i gotta get id cards for my staff right, so they, are you gonna be in. doing live yeah uh, broadcast monday great. through thursday until great. you guys show up on friday great which well, is usually towards the last third of the session we'll take a break i gotta take a break i'm okay. they're, they're waving at me see you waving at me uh-huh. that says that the news is next all right back with you again uh, sitting in the studio elizabeth is back in the studio again she's been here since three o'clock good to see her after the holidays uh robert steinbach dr robert steinbach he is a professor of law over at uh, Bowen School of Law. Of course, his opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those of the school or the university, though 99.9% of them should be. And then, what about the point I don't one? even know what the point one. Over? I don't no. think there is. What I don't think there is. There might be. Yeah, what was you are that, human, what was that 56 one-hundredth of a percent right. in that soap anyway? Yeah. Rodent droppings yeah. or something? And then also sitting in the studio, a friend of the show and now a state senator who won his election back in November will be sworn in a week uh, from Monday is uh, State Senator-elect Mark Johnson. Good to have you in Thank the studio as well. He's uh, already put in his first piece of legislation, and it's a good piece of legislation. He's got more coming where that's from, where if you're an, uh, an elected official and 
you get uh, convicted of a felony, you lose all of that money you'd get when you retire. And that would include non-elected officials, people in the bureaucracy and in county. If you're a, a government employee and you are Okay, so we're still, talking quorum court members and everybody? We're talking about we're talking about people that that are any government position appointed in the Good. bureaucracy or whatever. Hey. If you abuse your position now, you, made it, you made know it very what? clear, Dave. If you're a and I'm going to use a bad example, but let's say someone is a state senator and they get a DUI. Yeah. They get a third. They get a felony DUI. Right. That's unrelated. It's unrelated to their job. Okay. Uh, that's not the same. But if it's like these people that have been in the news that were taking bribes to do things in legislation or you, you know the story. We don't have to name yeah, names. Yeah, we keep going. But uh, those, those would John would, Woods. I won't exactly. mention your name. They would lose their te- they would lose their pension. That's what that would be. <laughs> well, and that's right on the money. You know, I talk all the Mazio, time. Mazio won't mention you. On Dave's show about the Freedom of Information Act, and, and uh, I know you've heard it. And the Freedom of Information Act has a criminal penalty in it, but it's rarely, if ever, enforced. Uh, and then when it's enforced, uh, it's not much of a penalty. Uh, now, that is a misdemeanor penalty, and I don't know if repeated violations could ever rise to a felony. I'd have to go back, frankly, to read the statute on that because it's never happened in terms of punishment. But this notion of holding public officials accountable is critical, and the, the FOIA is an example in which public officials have a legal obligation with a criminal penalty, and if they violate that um, obligation, they can be criminally penalized. I'll tell you a very short story where I once sought records from an agency. I won't talk about which one is now. I often don't get me wrong, but at the moment I won't. I won't mention it. Um, and because you know, I think part of it was just sort of significant ignorance, which, by the way, can be criminal in terms mm-hmm. of the statute. Uh, where I made a request to, to a uh, agency, let's call it an agency or department, whatever, but something within the state. And the person essentially said, you can't get these records. And I, and I kind of Watch intentionally, me. shyly said, well, I, I think you can under the Freedom of Information Act, but why don't you put me in touch with that person who's in charge of that? And then the next thing you know, I got the records without even being put in touch with another person. Um, but uh, So maybe that person was ignorant of the law, but it highlights how very often there are government actors, particularly bureau hacks, uh, that don't want to comply with their, any law or except, uh, not any except law, the law that they determine. The law about yeah. their own records. Exactly. Well, well, Dave, and, take you over to four Robert, City. thank you for bringing that sure. up. I am a long way from finishing what I'm working on on FOI. I, I believe it's very important, as you said, to keep the government just has to be accountable, and that's part of it. But uh, there are some things that, you know, there were some things that bothered me in the 2017 session that I thought people were trying to weaken the FOI. Uh, I've seen some cases where the people trying to get information, there were some things that were abused, and people have to be protected. But uh, I'm working on one that will – one of my biggest problems has been agencies, and I won't – like you, won't name the one I'm thinking about – but they they abused what I consider incorrectly the uh, uh, provision about competitiveness. Right, and so they're, they're often abused section. Right, yourself. and it was a it was uh, uh, abused in a case that I was personally making a request on, and 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 people don't know the 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 intent at the time was to say if you're a 
asphalt dealer and you're going to sell to Pulaski County, then you can't go to the county judge and say, I want to see what the price that you got from the other asphalt dealer because that would obviously cause bids to be yeah. not proper. And that's that's what that law is that's supposed to mean. Correct. But it wasn't to keep from being able to say, well, I, I just – I want to know this information. Oh, well, if you got that, that might hurt us yeah. competitively. Yeah, it might. And it's, it's all this kind of speculation and, and entirely out of the conversation. Non-specific. That's right. Exactly. Uh, and I'm going to work on that one. Good. I'm, and I'm I, happy to work with you on that. Thank you. That thank you. up. I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's just what kind of things. And I guess, Dave, when you've been around as long as I have, over 50 years of this stuff, you build up this residual uh, there's this dam out there of ideas I've had through the years. I said, somebody ought to fix this. Well, now I've got to do it. And as one of my good friends told me today, he says, try not to do it all the first month. Yeah, don't do it all at once. <laughs> well, you never know. There's a theory that says get it in and get it early, you know. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But, you know, your 50 years of uh, buildup, uh, you know, we tend to call that experience and know-how. So good for you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Robert. I want you to bring up something because sure. you were talking about Nick Wilson mm-hmm. during a break. Yeah, I, I share that with the well, listeners. Well, what I, what I did is, is I, and again, anyone that, and I think Elizabeth just did. If you Google Nick Wilson, you you get a lot of information. And <laughs> and former Senator Nick Wilson from Pocahontas is, you know, like it or not, he's kind of the poster child for what was wrong in corruption in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, I'll just read this. This is a uh, wasn't BB the head of the Senate at that time. Well, he was a, a high ranked <laughs> senator, and and uh, I always want to throw that in. Well, he's one of my favorite guys. In in July of two, in June of two thousand, <laughs> Nick Wilson was sentenced to seventy months in prison, and uh, he was fined, and he and, and had to make restitution. And as and now this, uh, now remember this article is in 2014. It said that as of 2005, he had paid back nearly 700 thousand of the 1.2 million that in restitution that he owed. But since then, he slacked off on his payments. Now remember, this is a 2014 article, so this news is four years old. But uh, it, it basically says that uh, you know he was over a half a million dollars. Uh, still owed in, in, in restitution arrears. yeah in arrears to the Mark, uh, yes, a, i offer this as a joke so i want to say that maybe we shouldn't take away his pension he won't be able to pay us back well <laughs> and, wow. and I, I, I did follow up as i was researching for this bill and my understanding is that every he does get his pension and that's what we would stop with this bill but there is a, an, an amount i don't know the actual amount is uh Deducted, garnished, if you will, from uh, from his his pension. Good. So, uh, I th- this and of course you can't go retroactive. You can't it'd be ex post facto. My my bill will only count from this point forward. The other guys are g- grandfathered in. But I'm not so sure, Counselor. If I could could ask if uh, perhaps we could while we we couldn't make the effect retroactive if they were behind that the the aggrieved in this case the federal court could go in and set up a garnishment to get, get more money if they failed to make the regular payments that they were well, probably that's separate, supposed to that's do. Separate. Garnishment is, is entirely separate of your bill, and courts have a lot of power in terms of adjusting garnishment in, Including making some things retroactive. Mm-hmm. Well, in, including changing the amounts if circumstances change, right? Because 
It depends. Now, if there's a settlement agreement, of course, settlement agreement typically has to be approved by the court in any event. Mm-hmm. Uh, a court retains generally authority over that agreement, and if circumstances change, uh, then that court can change how the payments come out. Typically, it happens when the person comes and says, I don't have enough money. But, hey, it could be the opposite as well. Absolutely. If they, for example, bought a lottery ticket and hit right. it, they right. should be asked to, right. to pay it back. Okay. Well, after all, the taxpayers, explore. that's what happens to us when we don't pay. Exactly. Our paychecks exactly. get taken immediately, yeah. and, and, and they don't care how much is taken away. No, I, uh, let me reiterate this bill is good common sense legislation. And I said during the break, I was surprised it, didn't, it wasn't law already. That's how common sense it is. But it, it, just to be clear, that's the best kind of law, and, and someone like you, who's a freshman senator, can come in with fresh eyes. Say, wait a second. All you guys sitting around here, you missed something, and I found it. Good for you. Well, I I would hope that some have thought about it, but uh, this since 2017, when we've had this rash of of legislators or former legislators that are that are convicted of 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 monetary crimes of call it whatever you want to, it's stealing from the taxpayer. Thank you. That we've got to have some specific ways to address that. And this is, you know, and again, you want everyone to do right, but it's one thing to steal. It's another thing to steal from the public. It's significant. And it's really sad, and I think you hit the nail on the head, that some people need that extra hammer hanging over their head to keep them from doing it well elizabeth it's life, sad life is a series of incentives and disincentives you got it i love that some more than others i'm going to try to put that like i did andrew breitbart that culture flow you know flows downstream uh from politics flows downstream to politics so i gotta do that on the disincentives that's, that's good stuff let's take a quick break when we come back we want to talk about he's already got his committee assignments. We'll talk about that. What And what does it mean when he says he's on this committee or that committee? What are some of the things that he'll be dealing with? We'll talk about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Yeah. All right, back. Quick story, because I've been talking about the Democrats and who they want to run for president. California Senator Dianne Feinstein said Thursday that she supports former Vice President Joe Biden (laughs) in what is likely to be a crowded 2020 Democratic presidential field. Now, Feinstein, they're saying that they think this will be her last six years. How old needs to be? I don't know. That's not nice Uh to ask a woman how old she is. Well, it's public (laughs) record when you're a U.S. senator. It says that uh, that might make things awkward with Feinstein's fellow Californian, Senator Kamala Harris, who is also considering a run. There's no love lost between the two of them. They're not having trouble now getting along. So. But I just wanted to mention that. I just I think it will be the height of hypocrisy is if they run an old white guy for president. Well, it's, it's, yeah, I'm just saying. No, Dave, I think you bring up an important point, right? Because they are, the left is so ensconced in identity politics, right? And I was just watching uh, MSNBC today. I know, yes, I'm sorry, I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> and they were showing the breakdown you of the really U.S. Are. Senate, right? The U.S. Senate. Well, the U.S. Senate, as you know, has 100 people in it, right? And it's this percentage women, and this percentage of this group, and this percentage of that group. And look, if you're just sort of pointing out what the percentages are because it's an interesting discussion topic, that's fine. You don't need to ignore that. 
But there was at least a suggestion, and frankly, I took it as even more, that, well, something's wrong, because the percentage of population uh, doesn't match up with the same uh, cohorts within the U.S. Senate. So what? So what? If I go down to, 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 to Burger Joint A, and it turns out 90% of the folks there are working there are white, so what? And if I go down to Burger Joint B, and 90% of the folks working there are black, so what? But that's not fair, Robert. That's not fair. This is, this is really the problem. All right. Thank you. Stop. Thank you. We'll talk about it Monday right. <laughs> when you're on. Right. All right. When it's about you. Oh, wait, wait a second. On uh, Monday, it's about you. But I was, is it, does the sun shine today? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's turn it over to uh, Mark, and let's talk about your uh, committee. Well, Dave, I'll be serving on the Senate Education Committee and the Senate Committee on Insurance and Commerce. Those are my A and B, our, what they call standing committees. Uh, I'll also be a member of the Joint Budget Committee and the Joint Audit Committee. And uh, I'll be vice chair of the uh, uh, Joint Committee on Energy. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. On that particular committee, what would you think if somebody ran a bill saying that the severance taxes on natural gas should be lowered so that our natural gas could be pumped out of the ground on a more competitive rate and reignite the uh, Fayetteville shale. Well, I'm, it's not real high right now anyway, mm-hmm. so I don't know we could lower it that much. You know, gas prices are so depressed, I really don't know. And certainly, if they were very high and it affected the production because of that, uh, uh, yeah, that'd be something we should look at because this is a – uh, a laffer curve type thing. You could set the taxes on anything so high that it depresses, you know, the, the production of something. And and yeah, if, if that were the case, but but by people I know in the natural gas industry, uh, they're telling me it's just gas prices are very very low right they're now. They're cheap. That's the way it goes. And that's good if you're it's not a bad thing. to heat your house. Yeah, you know. yeah, you're right about that. Okay, so tell us about education. You're going to be hit with a bunch of stuff this year. Well, and I'm, I'm trying to learn about it. Uh, I did go speak and testify before the uh, State Board of Education last week, or I guess it was a week before, uh, in support of, of the proposals to uh, uh, give some more authority for the superintendent to waive the the fair dismissal act and and, and this doesn't mean you don't have due process if you need to be terminated okay. or, or disciplined we're, we're it just simply means it simply means it simply means that this two-year process to be able to get rid of a bad teacher is just not acceptable mm-hmm. and uh when we have the kind of problems we have in the Little Rock School District. I mean, we have we have a serious uh, uh, absenteeism problem among teachers that I'm hoping we can take a look at. I very much support the state take over the Little Rock District. I know I'm going to have a lot of listeners that won't like me saying that, but uh, Little Rock, if money could fix the problem, Little Rock District would be the best education system in the world because <laughs> we've certainly thrown enough money at it in in the the B billions. But we've got some systemic problems that have to be fixed, and there, I believe that there's some things that we're working on that, that can help do that. Now, uh, in general across the state, I'm a believer in school choice. 
I believe that uh, if you only have one kind of car you can buy, it's going to be a Yugo. And we have lots of choices of good cars because there is competition. It's the only and it's, and, it's, and I and I believe that further than that, I believe that uh, the best people to determine what's the best kind of education for a child are their parents. And not it's not a one size fits all system. We have I know some parents and kids in public schools that love their school. They're thrilled to death with it. I have five counties in my district, and I can say at least in four of those counties, they're very happy with the public schools that they have. Uh, but I also know people that, and you know, we all do, and if we live in central Arkansas, that have either moved to a district because of the educational opportunities that their children would have. Uh, in my case, and it was kind of an easy decision since my wife is Catholic, but, but both of my daughters went to Catholic schools. Uh, my older daughter actually went to a Catholic university. So, uh, those, but those are choices that families and individuals and parents make. Uh, and there, again, there are different needs that children have. I'm just recently learning about uh, some children with uh, specific learning disabilities and how they need uh, specific uh, assistance uh, to uh, uh, help them meet their full potential. And, and uh, under the law, the state of Arkansas is obligated to, to provide those mm-hmm. opportunities, and, and we're going to do that as much as we possibly can. So uh, it's, it's a challenge. Uh, the stakes are very high because we're literally dealing with these children's future. But uh, one thing I'm seriously looking at is expanding literacy because if you can't read, you can't learn. Yeah, it's the doorway to every le- everything. It really, really is. I, I totally agree with that. All right, last question. Uh, you said insurance and Insurance and commerce, and which commerce. is an all-encompassing committee. I'm a Senator Jason Rapert chairs the committee. He's uh, very long time involved in that issue and has been very helpful to me in helping learn about uh, insurance issues. Uh, uh, Yesterday I had a great talk with uh, Senator Hammer about this. Yes. And it uh, seems to me that something that has to be done that uh, – you know, people are being asked in Arkansas to, you know, give up this or that because of Arkansas works and saving money and things of that nature. The only people that I don't hear giving up money is Blue Cross Blue Shield. They make a killing no matter what. Isn't there something that can be looked at as far as that's concerned? I think we have to look at that, Dave. And I think that, uh, and I, Kim Hammer is my friend and someone I absolutely trust as far as evaluating issues like that and certainly he's one that i will seek his guidance as we move through that process well good luck thank you Doug. and i will be there a week from monday to see you sworn in state uh, senator elect okay mark johnson look forward appreciate, to seeing you Doug. appreciate Thanks. you mark thanks for coming in coming up in the next hour my conversation with jr davis from the first hour which we repeat on thursdays I'm just telling you, you don't want to miss it. It was a great conversation. That's coming up next. I will talk to you live tomorrow at 2 o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show.